Welcome to the Roll to Metal pre-show announcements. This is the final episode of the long, dark tea time of the Soulless of Murder. It's a little bit longer than usual, and it ends with some fun surprises and an action sequence, sort of. An action sequence that Roll to Metal can, can pull off. Normally, when we finish a mystery, we then take a week off before beginning the next murder. But because of the upcoming Brindlewood Bay Kickstarter beginning on April 26th, Next week, we have not one, but two bonus episodes. First, I have a fantastic conversation with the amazingly talented Chichilla Ferry. She's the artist behind Brindlewood Bay, and she did our podcast art. Yeah, in English, her name is mispronounced as Cecilia, and her native Italian is Cecilia. Spoiler, I love her. And if you listen, you will likely love her as well. You should be prepared for that. Second, I had a great conversation with Jason Cordova about, like, a lot, a lot of stuff. Now, we do cover the Kickstarter, uh, exactly what it's up to, some dates, and a lot of cool things that are going on with it. Uh, but there's also a lot of stuff in that interview about the RPG community, about indie developers, and uh, about a whole bunch of stuff that has grown up around Brindlewood Bay. Since you're listening to this show, you may want to listen to that conversation as well. That is our second conversation with Jason Cordova, and you should listen to them both. <laughs> uh, and, you know, there may be a few more bonus episodes on the horizon. So, stay tuned, true believer. Hi, I'm Mary Stack, and I play Georgie Sullivan, owner of Netwit Haven. I recently learned that as long as a situation calls for a phone flashlight and the contents of my knitting bag, I'm prepared for anything, including, but not limited to, spooky caves with pirate treasure. Hi, I'm Willow Wilson. I'm playing Renette Bollinger. My blazer is still ripped, but at least the pockets are full of pirate treasure, and I'm quite convinced that I'm high. This is not going well. Hi, I'm Holland Lane Curtis, and I play Birdie, town menace, casual podcast hater, and will probably never look at scones the same way again. My name is Jonah Knight, and this is Roll to Metal, a Brindlewood Bay actual play murder mystery podcast produced by actualstorypodcasting.com. This published scenario, The Long Dark Tea Time of the Soulless, was written by David Morrison. You can find him on Twitter at Chap of Steel. He also may be contributing to the Brindlewood Bay Kickstarter, just saying. This right here is our final episode of The Long Dark Tea Time of the Soulless. So I hope it ends with a bang. Okay? Let's go. It has been such a nice day. The weather is fantastic. The sky is just has the right number of clouds to keep the sun from being too hot. And that breeze, that breeze is, is really nice. And Fern kind of gets her, her breath back a little bit and pushes her, herself up to her full height, which is, you know, not all that much. And she says, so, just slow down, you three. Tell me, I thought that someone died from, from choking or something. What is, I don't understand. I don't have, haven't heard anything about a murder. What, what's going on? There's 
drugs in the air is what's going on. You need to breathe less. Come on, let's control our breathing and like not do it. Let's someone might be a scarecrow and dead. I'm 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 tripping balls over here. To be fair, it might not be like in the air. It could have been in the tea, you know, like a Russian roulette of tea where like a little bit of a dose is what like one thing like, you know, they put like a little bit in in a couple of them and then one has like a lethal amount. It could be, it could be that. Um, it could be a lot of things. Okay. I'm not like, I'm not enjoying this. I mean, obviously none of us are. We know for sure it was in the tea. There's something in the air and it's a light breeze and I keep feeling it. Is that normal? Often. Yes. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling paranoid. There's something going through me right now. I don't know. Okay. So anyway, yes. Um, a dear friend of mine died and we're pretty sure it's murder. You're saying someone did something to your friend's food or what? So she choked on the tea, but because the tea was poisonous. Oh. Do you know anything about Jimson weed? No. Okay. Um, I don't either. Can one of you? It, it grows near the bluffs. Uh, we, we learned about it from, from old Abe Stockton. We, oh, we yeah. went for a visit. Yeah. 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 He lives. Yeah. He's, he lives back there. Yeah. He, he, that he does. And we learned about the Jimson weed and, um, if you, you, you can brew it into a tea and if you're careful, it's just a tea that is hallucinogenic. But if you ingest any part of the plant itself, for example, by brewing the tea badly, not straining it properly, you, you die. And we, and we saw a big old stash of Jimson weed tea in the kitchen here. Um, and I think that is proof. And the back of the ambulance opens. We didn't really look inside when you came out. The EMT Brett, did you ever ask his name? Brett, Brett. comes out. Brett. He says, um, I, I couldn't help but, but here, um, I'm just collecting the, the body, but I didn't see evidence of poison. What, what, how do you know there was poison? And Fern looks to the three of you. How do you know it was poison? She smelled like it. And her glass had like traces of it and it smelled like licorice. It well, smelled it's, like, like, but it wasn't licorice. It was the Jimson weed tea that also smells like licorice. Which okay. we learned when we were in. In Abe Stockton's yeah. home. Birdie, I believe that you said that she didn't like licorice. So it wouldn't be like. She didn't water like a licorice root right. tea. Now I've had licorice tea, You're, but you know licorice tea enough to know that this is not. And Fern looks confused, and that's about the time when Edward comes out of the front door carrying his suitcases, uh, with Phoenix following behind. You can hear Phoenix say, "We're taking care of everything. You don't have to leave now. You don't have to go anywhere. We're gonna. We're, we're making sure that everything is okay." What, what can we do to keep your business? And you can hear Edward saying, no, no, I just want to, I'm sorry, everything has been fine, except for the events of the last few hours. But I just, I just feel like I can't be here anymore. Edward stops on the porch and looks down and sees Fern's car sort of blocking the end of the driveway. He says, oh, geez, are we not, should I call, uh, should I call one of them phone, the, 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 the Ubers? Should I call one of them? I guess I can't really, uh, if we're blocked in, Phoenix looks in the same direction and can see that maybe Fern's car has taken out part of the fence. 
when it sort of jackknifed into the driveway. Yeah, that checks out. And Brett says, I think it's just a little premature to, to try to guess what the cause of death was. Like, I have to take her back and we have to examine her there. We, I think it's, it's way too early to say anything like this. Well, then it's also too early to say it was an accident. I, I think that's correct. I think that's correct. We just have to, we have to go really slow. But like, we don't have to go really slow because like, if she was murdered, then going really slow means that people have time to get rid of evidence. That's obstruction um, of justice, Brett. Do you really want to be someone who obstructs justice, Brett? Brett. No, no, of course not. I just, I just want to take her. Take I it slow. Wanna, I, just, yeah. no, I just want to do my job and, and take her. Is that on the record that you want to take it slow, Brett? Are we on? What do you know about Percy? (laughs) Brett. (laughs) And Brett starts to turn red. And before he can say anything, Laura Sanchez pops out from around the side of the house and says, I think I have solved this. Um, Oh, do you? you, you Do you? You didn't, Kim. Laura, go away. She's sort of walking up. She's got her head down, flipping through. You're recording this, aren't you? Yes, I have to get my my forms. And she goes through her bag and she gives uh, Fern a release form and says, I'll, Fern, I'll tell you who did no. it if you just if you agree to be on my Fern, podcast. That's Fern. obstruction of justice. That's super probably. illegal, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah, that's guarantee. I guarantee that's obstruction of justice, probably. Oh, no. I'm sorry, um, officer. No, what I mean to say is that I think that I have gathered some clues. I think that I know who's behind this, and it would be fantastic audio if I could get your reaction as I tell you who I think did this. I mean, Fern kind of walks towards her like, you have a podcast? I love podcasts. Oh, God. Fuck. You know, Fern, it kind of sounds like she's trying to undermine your investigation. I'm just saying, like, who is she to come in and just tell you how it is? And Fern, I mean, I had the same reaction because I've heard her podcast before, but when we started talking, it was pretty clear that she doesn't care about the victims or the bystanders in this case. She cared only about the fame of getting to the answer first. Do you really want to play into that? Fern sort of looks to the three of you and looks back to Laura and says, you have, you have a lot of listeners. You've, there, there are a lot of people that listen to your podcast. And Laura says, oh, yes. Oh, yes. We just broke the top 50 on iTunes just last month. There are a lot. There are a lot of people listening. And I'm sure that all of my listeners would be fascinated to hear your response as an officer of the law to come on and and give your your professional insight into a, into something as as horrible as this. I just need you to sign this release form. Look, we're getting off topic. The whole point is trying to solve what's happened to my friend, Latina. No one's even said her name since we got here. That's true. She's not just a body. She's not just a story. Okay, she's a person. And you're really disrespectful right now. You're being disrespectful to her memory. Uh, And yes, you can use that as a sound bite. Oh, great. She pulls out another release form. Yeah, just sign right there and I will absolutely use it. Suddenly I can't read. Well, luckily, there's an EMT right here and an officer right here, so maybe we can help you with that if you if you. No, I also can't listen. Uh, anyways, so back to the crime. Oh, that's nothing new. 
Okay, yes, uh, the crime. Okay, so you think- So was... here's what happened. Okay, yes, tell me, please. I still don't know what's happening. Okay, and um, uh, drugs. Somebody has poisoned the tea and they were after Latita because she was getting too close to the truth of the disappearances and that culty stuff that was going on. Oh my God, Latita. Love. Get it, get it Latita. <laughs> I've cracked it. Cracked the code. Here we are cracking the code in the I've chat. connected the dots. <laughs> didn't connect shit. I've connected them. Latita was getting too close on the, to the, the truth of all that culty stuff going on in the old Stockton farm. And uh, so someone was after her and uh, they had knowledge of the local flora and they used it against her by sneaking it into the Snowdrop Inn's tea supply and putting it in her teacup. <laughs> <laughs> I solved it with no specifics about who did what. And Phoenix steps forward and says, "I'm sorry. I I feel horrible at everything, but I just about everything that's happening here, but I just have to say nothing has gone into our tea service without us knowing." My wife and I are meticulous about everything that we serve. I don't see a scenario at all where something could have accidentally or mysteriously happened to to one of our baked goods or one of our, our teas. So, so you admit it was intentional. Yeah, I was going to say. And that it would be either you or your wife. And that you and there is the jar of in your weed tea? in the kitchen, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Phoenix's eyes get very big. They start to stammer a little bit. No, I, no, no, that is not. I'm just. I'll go get it. I just. No. I start walking to the door. Oh, we took oh, pictures. Oh, please don't go in the kitchen. Please. Took so many pictures. Oh, don't worry. We already have. Oh. And Phoenix is kind of shocked. Are you going into the kitchen, Bernie? Yes, I am. Okay. Are you going alone? I mean, now that you say it like that, I don't want to. <laughs> Georgie, you stay here. Show all the pictures you took. Okay. Birdie and I are going to go in the kitchen. I feel like I need a weapon or something. I'm scared now. Um, I grab an umbrella from from the the little stand. Yeah, I take out some of my uh, my antique leatherworking tools. I have a big old awl. <laughs> there you go. And the two of you are ready to go in. Yeah, we go in. You're all I geared guess. up. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, Fern turns to you, Georgie, and says, "Oh, do you have pictures?" Yeah, I do. I'll here. I'll show you. Oh, show me your pictures. Pull out my phone and I scroll through the whole cri kitchen crime scene investigation. <laughs> Is there anything in particular that you're going to point out to her that you took a picture of? I'm going to show her. Do we record the walkthrough? So I'm going to show her the walkthrough then and point out how the Jimson weed was in there. Oh, in the kitchen? And then, the yeah. video of the kitchen. Okay. And as you're showing Fern this... Brett sort of like looks over one shoulder and Phoenix comes around and looks over and then Edward comes around 
hey, um, Mrs. Carfax is here. Where did she come from? She's also looking over Fern's shoulder at the video. Renette and Bertie. The front door seems much squeakier than it did when you came in before. You can't hear any movement inside the house. I don't like this house. What does it smell like, though? It smells amazing. It still has this this phenomenal odor of gorgeous pastries, baked goods, uh, f- sugary fruits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Smells I step amazing. outside briefly. How many clouds are there? Is it the perfect number of clouds? Is there a light breeze? Does it feel good? As soon as you go back outside, a very relaxing breeze like washes through your hair. And it is a great number. I mean, it's not that it's the perfect number of clouds. It's that they are perfectly situated to protect everyone from the hot sun. I look around suspiciously. I point at the air. I'm very suspicious of you. And I turn on my heel and go back in the kitchen. Uh, When you said that, uh, Phoenix looked over at you and seemed puzzled. And Not you. (laughs) (laughs) But also you. But I'm just, yep. Mm -hmm. All right. The two of you are inside the entryway. You're staring at the the kitchen door. We're going in. Go in. Nothing scares me anymore. I have this giant wall. And it's I have very an stabby. You push through the swinging door to the kitchen, and Eva is there. And I don't, the two of you, you didn't get as good look at her. Did you get any look at her? You haven't seen no. her at all? No, it was just Georgie who saw her, and it was a creepy porcelain doll lady. Yeah, I mean, this is the, the impression that you get. This woman is very tall. And she is wearing a strongly starched dress. And she has blood red lips, coal black eyes. And she is standing in the middle of the kitchen on the other side of the island when the two of you push the door open. And she doesn't say anything. She just stares. Lovely kitchen, ma'am. Nice jars. Customers are not allowed in the kitchen. I think we've transcended customerhood at this point when we've all witnessed a murder something you know there's a something else is going on here if you have any questions or requests please address them to phoenix so can we take a look at your jar of jimson weed it's strange because you say that and her eyebrows move a little bit for maybe the first time today Uh, botox No, you may not. So there is a jar of Jimson weed. Of course there is. Oh, of course. Do you always make Jimson weed tea? No, please wait outside. Customers are not allowed in the kitchen. Was it just for the tita then? She steps to the side of the island. She's very tall. She, she might be. She might be able to lift up this island if she wanted to. Oh, we should. We should go. We should go. We should go. Mm-hmm. All she did was step to the side, but now she's sort of. There's nothing in between you. If there's a move or something you want to do, you certainly can. Where is the jar of Jimson weed? Yeah, uh, it's 
behind her. So it was again, the, the pantry was sort of against the back wall near the door to the backyard. But can we see it from where we are? I think you probably can. Like there's, there are a lot of jars. All of the jars that were there before look like they're still there. In fact, it looks like perhaps they've all been realigned and straightened so that all the labels are arranged exactly so. Um, so if it is still in order, then I know where it is. And I would have pointed it out before. Is there any way for us to do like a double move? What would you like to do? I mean, I would love for one of us to distract Eva for the other to rush and grab that Jimson weed and run out. We need that physical evidence. We do. You are better with vitality. And I'd say that would be grabbing a thing. I'm better with presence, which would likely be distracting. Let's do a double roll. Let's do it. Let's do it. I think that sounds fun. It sounds like a day move. So it might be that you each roll the day move separately. And one of you is attempting to do one thing and one of you is attempting to do another. I would like to distract uh, Eva um, with uh, my own charms and with my own expertise. You know, I'm using this big brain of mine. Um, I'd like to say, well, regardless of uh, what you've got in the kitchen, I'd love to see that dress of yours in the light. I mean, what kind of starch do you use? In my experience, the kind of starch I use, you have to use like the good stuff. Because if you use literally just the cornstarch and water, that it leaves a residue. You know, you got to use the salon grade stuff, you know? But that that looks, you know, I'm I'm interested in examining, you know, the fabric treatments, what you do in there. Can you roll the day move? I would love to. Is this considered dangerous? (laughs) I think anything dealing with Eva feels dangerous. Okay. So I'm rolling with disadvantage. So your your condition is dragging you down a little bit. Okay. Okay. Even with disadvantage, that's a 10. It seems like this talk of starch has gotten Eva's attention. Like perhaps she knows quite a bit about starch. Mm-hmm. Describe your physical approach here to give Birdie a little space. Yes, I toward the window. There's better lighting over here. I take a lovely look, examine the, examine the gown, um, the fabric. You know, just just fussing over little details, talking. Oh, the stitches. Is this is this handmade? Did you make this? I did. I did it's make this. Lovely, lovely stitch work. Her eyebrows soften a little bit and seem to go back to place. Birdie. What are you doing now that Eva has her back to you? I'm straight up rushing, rushing at it. You're going to run? You're just going to run straight out? (laughs) Yeah. Why not? This is ride or die. Let's go. Not ride or die. This is do or die. That, I mean, but also ride or die because I got my gals with me, at least the ones that are still alive. So, you know, I got to do this for Latita. It feels like something Latita and I would get up with, uh, like get up to. I feel like this is her kind of like proving to Latita that she's that she's got it, that she's with her. She's proving it to herself, but also as like a respect, you know, a last respect to her friend. So she's got to get up to a little mischief. So is your goal to run, grab it and run fast? Or are you trying to be sneaky? I would say just book it. 
because I don't think sneaky is going to work because this this woman looks perceptive as fuck. I think she has to use her pure power. She has to use her her memories of, you know, sneaking out of places and running just like she's got to use her vitality. She keeps it up. Okay, roll the day move. Okay. Okay, that is a 10. Renette has moved Eva so that you're pretty sure you have a direct line in and a direct line out. You're feeling your vitality. You're pretty sure you can do this. Renette, you know exactly what's going through Bertie's mind. I mean, definitely Eva is going to notice. If Bertie does successfully get out of here, you're still in the room. And you see Bertie start to go. And she grabs the jar and she turns. And Eva turns, sees Bertie running out of the kitchen with one of her precious jars. And for a moment, Eva is not looking at you. But she may turn to you in just a moment. As if completely unaware of whatever Bertie is doing. I fuss over the, the neckline of her lovely gown now that I can see it with her head briefly turned. Um, oh my goodness, look at the, the stitch work here. This is lovely as well. I just continue um, my very hands-on examination, trying to keep her in place. Bertie pushes right out through the swinging door, and the door swings back, and Eva turns to you with very wide and deep black eyes. And she reaches over and picks up a rolling pin. What you doing? I say, very afraid. I am going to retrieve my property from the thief. And she begins to leave the kitchen. Um, uh, careful, there's, there's cops outside. <laughs> she doesn't seem to be listening. There's still cops outside, even if you're not listening. A cop and an EMT. Brett. Georgie, everyone has gathered around you. Your friends are inside the, the snowdrop bed and breakfast. The video has ended. And you can hear Abraham Stockton's truck coming down the driveway. And everyone sort of looks up. Fern says to you, it looks like the remodel has been, has been amazing. But um, what were we supposed to see in that video? Oh, you can see right there in that video that there is a jar of the Jimson weed that we suspect was used to poison Latita. Phoenix just kind of gives an exasperated, we, no one poisoned anyone. I would really like us to not use that language. It's, it's, just, it's just simply not true. Well, do you have another explanation for why there was a scent of licorice on Latita's breath? L- licorice, we have... We have licorice teas. We have licorice uh, pastries. We have... Tita would never have ordered a licorice tea or pastry. She did not eat licorice. Bertie would tell you. I, I cannot explain that. But what I can say is that we take great pride in the quality of our tea service. And nothing would have accidentally happened to anyone. And we certainly would not have purposefully poisoned a paying guest and abraham stockton's truck stops in front of the group in the middle of the driveway he sticks his head out the window and says get out of the way trying to leave trying to go to town everybody get out of the way 
tries to wave at everybody and nobody seems to be moving. Oh, hi, Abraham. <laughs> I was just trying to explain to these these individuals about their poor tea service. <laughs> That's horrible. It's a disgrace. They should be shut down. Don't you think you need to be an expert to brew Jimson weed tea? Oh, yeah, you'll kill somebody. I stare pointedly at Phoenix, like, answer. <laughs> oh, okay. And Phoenix says, look, we, uh, no, it, everything that we do is meticulously controlled. And that is when Birdie rushes out the front door, carrying a jar. Uh, I think Birdie comes out, makes sure that she's still an eye shot of uh, the mob of people, but kind of like veers off to the left. So uh, she cannot see the front door. More importantly, that the front door cannot see her. Okay, so it sounds like you're going not like around the corner, but like if you get down to the bottom of the porch and head to the left, it's like almost as though you're going towards the orchard. Yes, like using the house itself as cover. And you set the jar down. I set the jar down and I back away at least 10 feet. That happens. And everyone sort of like looks at you. It's all part of the process. Don't worry. And Phoenix steps forward. Is that one of, is that our, is that, did you take that from the kitchen? I don't know. Is it? Oh, and Phoenix seems very concerned. Why are you so concerned? Uh, and Eva kicks open the front door and she's holding a rolling pin like a dagger and points it slowly around and says, where did she go? And she sees the jar that is mine. And she steps down from the porch directly, headed directly towards the jar. How, how about Renette sneaks out and says, hey, hey, Fern, you're a cop. You want to come here and investigate this with your cop powers? You probably have a warrant. Is that something that you can just say? And Fern looks at you. She's she's very confused. This is a look that you sort of inflict upon her often. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, don't worry about it. This is normal. Just come on. Come on, Fern. Come on. Let me show you some evidence. Eva picks up her container and looks around. I think, Bertie, you got just enough of a head start that you can stay out of eyesight for the moment. Uh, Fern looks to you, Renette, and says, do you want me to go in the house? But there's, I'm, I'm sorry, I just... Uh, I'm just sure there's there's evidence and something. It's some shady stuff, you know? Okay. Maybe, like, do your job, investigate? Sure. Um, And Eva turns back and says, no one is permitted in the kitchen. Not even a cop with a warrant? And she, oh. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) And she turns, following the sound of Bertie's voice, and sees you almost around the side of the house. Like, oh maybe- no, that's no one, Eva. That was a light breeze. And she points the rolling pin at you, and just says, "Thief, thief." And Fern looks confused again and a little alarmed. And Phoenix jumps right in front of Eva and says, it's okay, it's okay. You have it back. You have it back. It's okay. We'll keep them all out of the kitchen. It sounds, it sounds, officer, as though you do not have a warrant. You can certainly, we, we invite you to, to look all through the bed and breakfast, but we do ask for people 
to stay out of the kitchen. Uh, of course, if you had a warrant, that would be fine. I assume that would take some time. But anywhere inside the bed and breakfast, well, I shouldn't say that. You would have to ask each of the residents if they would allow you to search their rooms. That that's I can't I can't allow you just to go through bedrooms of people that have rented. But you, I can show you inside the front and in, into the tea room. And Phoenix goes and tries to lead Fern up the front steps. Like yes, absolutely, come right in, come right in. And Fern is just being pulled along past you, Renette. Phoenix and Fern go inside, uh, followed a moment later by Eva, rolling pin in one hand and canister in the other. And Abraham Stockton is sitting in his truck, just saying, what the hell's going on with the driveway? It's not how you park. It looks like Mrs. Carfax isn't here anymore. I don't know if anybody saw where she went. Seems like there were other things going on. And Edward is holding his suitcase looking like he just doesn't want to be here at all. And Brett kind of looks like he's backing away quietly back to the ambulance. Still no sign of Percy, right? No sign of Percy. No sign of an alive Percy. No. The three of you are here. It feels like you're going to need to perhaps investigate a final location or perhaps do something. I guess you could jump right to theorize or you could do something else. I say to the girls, okay, so I know I fucked that up. Um, that's on me. That is on me. It's all right. Hunt, you're grieving. It's, uh, you know what? I'm grieving. That's totally the reason that I made all of those decisions. And actually every decision I've made today. Um, sorry about that. We, we were going to investigate the barn, I think. One more. Um, oh, I yeah, feel like one more. It's it's not good that we haven't found Percy. I think Fern is now distracted, and I'm worried that she's like compromised. Because what if she gets like all all druggy woo woo? So we gotta find something quick. Um, uh, and yeah. also, again, I think we could head to the barn. I do personally find it suspicious that Eva was not in the kitchen when we were in the kitchen previously. Phoenix made quite the big deal about how everything is very meticulously controlled in that kitchen and nothing would get past Eva, which I don't think makes her look very good in this situation. So that's something to consider. It looks but, like she has some untouched, like unchecked rage kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. I, like, I took something out of her kitchen and she came up, she tried to come at me with a, with a whole, a whole I mean, thing. If you think about, how she reacted to my trying to enter the kitchen to you both being in the kitchen and leaving with the tea, her anger about no one going in the kitchen. Um, I agree with you that she has some rage issues. Now imagine that she knew Latita was asking about the disappearances to Phoenix. And if there was any inclination that that could hurt the bed and breakfast and the tea room for any of that information to come out, like that could be, motive if she thought that she could poison Latita without anybody realizing it was poison tea because as Phoenix kept pointing out they have licorice tea and licorice pastries so it could go by unnoticed that would be a way to you know stop information from coming out so yeah, between don't... Eva and Abraham like I, I feel those are two individuals that have motive in my book 
Yeah. And we don't know much about Eva's background, what her history, what her connection is to this place. And uh, if she's involved in something in any of that weird culty stuff that, that she's trying to keep everyone out of. Well, we can head to the barn and see if there's any further information that we can find that would connect either Eva or Abraham to Latita's murder or Percy's murder slash disappearance. Abraham Stockton has gotten out of his truck and has walked over to the ambulance. And as the three of you approach the barn, you can hear him say, uh, what do you got in there? You got a, you got a body in there? Huh? Maybe. Hey, hey, say Abe, Abe Stockton. What do you know about, do you know this Eva kid? Eva kid works in the kitchen. Angry lady. What that? Do you have any, yeah. Do you have any, any, uh, any knowledge of, where, where, where exactly she came from? Yeah, I know she didn't come from around here. Ah, oh, probably from so. New York or something. She looks like uh-huh. something from New York. Yep, definitely. With that Victorian doll starts to dress, definitely gives off some New York vibes. We are literally in the state of New York, technically, right? Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. That's every time someone from the city comes up here, they look something like that. Yes, exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, but you you don't know anything else about Eva's background. Uh, nothing uh, solid. Okay, I know she's an asshole because she bought my my house, and my land. Okay, but it was it was her who bought it, or I mean, we know I know Phoenix and and Eva are married, but but do you know who it was who was leading the whole uh, the whole charge of buying the farm? I don't really. I didn't want to meet anyone. Just want nothing to do with it. I just assume they're the ones who bought it because uh, they're the ones who moved in. Okay, cool. This has been uh, not very helpful, but thank you. Uh, to the barn. And the barn has a little door there on the side. It looks like as you as you open up and the three of you walk in, there is light that comes in. Uh, it looks like this building was also converted into something more like a garage. The exterior is very barny, but the mm-hmm. inside <laughs> there is a uh, there is a car. Maybe uh, maybe Phoenix and Eva's car uh, parked inside here. Looks like there's a riding lawnmower. Looks like there's a handful of things around here. What would you like to do now that you are inside? I'm going to check out that riding lawnmower. Yeah, riding lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. I will absolutely describe it. Now, do you want to meddle or do you just want me to describe a lawnmower? I think let's meddle. <laughs> I mean, I'm always happy to hear a detailed description of a lawnmower. Oh, that it's, is, a, it's a John Deere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is interesting because like all three of you are here and you're all ready to meddle. Uh, what I can do is have all three of you roll. And then if somebody gets, I don't know that you would get through. Well, let's see what happens. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Georgie, maybe you go over to this lawnmower and you're just checking it out. It looks like a, looks like a lawnmower. Maybe as you're, as you're looking at this, you know, Liam had a lawnmower like this at one point. But I don't know. I mean, he was a groundskeeper or a gardener. This probably wasn't his. That's a nine. That is a solid eight. I I win. Renette, 
Earlier, you were very intent on finding photos. That's or, true. It looks like some of the photos that were taken out of the old farmhouse were hung here in the barn. Oh, what do you know? And you stop and take a look. Yeah, this is uh, this is a farm with cabbage and peas and wheat and corn and potatoes. Mm-hmm. And Keep going. yeah. <laughs> And um, and rutabagas mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. even a, a brief experimentation with bok choy that didn't go very well. Oh, I can imagine. Uh, but there are there are some classic photos, some some very old timey photos of uh, the Stockton family. There's a little picnic. It looks like large crowds of people. Uh, very happy photos of large bushels of harvest vegetables. It takes a moment. But you're staring at one of these big group photos that looks like they were all out by the bluff having a a picnic or a happy family gathering. It's hard to be 100% sure, but it looks like Mrs. Carfax is in one of these photos. Good God. From a long time ago. She's got a connection here. She probably knows about... uh... All the stuff going on uh, in those secret tunnels at the bluffs. She's probably uh, she's probably upset about the the snowdrop in coming in. She's trying to protect some secrets. Interesting. Bertie, as you're making your way around the garage barn, it looks like this is a a two car facility now. And it looks like uh, Eva and Phoenix only have one vehicle. There's only one car parked in here. So you're over on the other side in the empty spot. And it looks like there's a very old-style wooden stove, heating stove, that uh, maybe they they used before they had uh, HVAC here at the snowdrop. You're not really paying much attention to it, but it feels a little bit warm. It feels almost as though there was recently a fire in here. That's real weird. Um, I open it. Uh, inside is some wood. There is some ash. And what looks like a mostly burned cover of an old journal. Maybe not an old journal. But definitely a burned Latita journal. How hot is it in the oven still? You could probably find a way to get it out without burning yourself. Okay, with a, like grabbing something. Yeah, with a successful vitality roll. Okay, let's see how it goes. Maybe this time I'll be lucky. Okay, I'll take an eight. You're careful, you're careful. Definitely don't want to get burned. Definitely don't want to get burned. You find one of those old um, fireplace pokers. You're able to get it in. It's a mixed success. So it looks like almost all of the pages sort of crumble away but you do get a good chunk of the cover that has Latita's name on the inside but it looks like you don't have any more information about what was in the journal it's still something I I show my prize to the girls good god so this is proof someone was trying to go after Latita and destroy evidence of what she was finding if we are able to find Percy, I mean, we asked him to start looking around, poking around. He probably stuck his 
his neck somewhere he shouldn't have. Or he already knew something and they were trying to silence him. Yeah. I found out that apparently Mrs. Carfax has some connection to the Stocktons. She's in some of these old family photos, specifically this one out at the Bluffs. Do you think she's actually as frail as she looks? She probably could. I mean, even if she is like secretly, like even if it is an act, she probably couldn't have like, you know, just hoisted a Percy hither and thither, right? She could be working with Abraham. Could be. Notice how so, she disappeared. She was notice not- how Abraham Abe's trying to trying to get away now, trying to flee the scene. So it feels like this is a safe space. Is this a time to theorize? I think it might be. The clues that I have: poison, Jimson weed tea, all that cool stuff. Disappearances out at the bluffs. They disappear in twos. They disappear in twos. They disappear in twos. They die in twos. So does that mean? Oh, it's for some weird cult shit. It's some weird cult shit. If they 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 killed Latita, so then they if they if it has to be in twos, they had to bring someone else into it. They were taking care of uh, of keeping their secret, but they also had to keep it all the culty shit. So so they had to sacrifice. Someone else. Creepy, creepy, creepy. Um, um, the notebook found it. Burnt information. Fake IDs. What were the fake IDs? There okay. was one from Ohio. That's true. Uh, there was a passport. Um, it was her picture, not her name. Info, fake info. There was a Canadian one. We know Edward is from Canada. And has often going twixt the cross the border. Man, I really wanted it to be Laura Sanchez, but I think she she did something else. She's doing other stuff. I'm worried that she's secretly going to come back and be the big bad or something. Yep. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's going to be a podcaster. (laughs) The big bad is always a podcaster. It's meta. Let's try and narrow down our suspects. This is Carfax and Abe. She, I remember the description of her being very frail. Very like old, did, very frail. Basically she looks like, like a ghost. over from a stiff wind. Oh, I was trying to say that she could be the person on the inside. You know what I mean? Like, you know that she was in that first room in the hall upstairs. We know mm-hmm. that somebody broke into Latita's room with a ladder to get in. Like, it's feasible that she could have gone into Latita's room, located the journal, and handed it off to Abe as Abe was climbing up the ladder. Maybe mm-hmm. Percy saw them because remember you, when Birdie was in the room, she could see Percy like bobbing and weaving in the field. And then if, you know, Mrs. Carfax, unassuming may have been able to get into the kit. Eva's not always in the kitchen. She has to leave sometimes as we found out, cause we were in there earlier. Um, so she could have messed with the tea at some point ahead of time or, and in, in keeping, if we think Mrs. Carfax and Abraham are working together. Also, think- when Birdie was hiding under the bed, she saw men's boots. It could have been Abraham. And right. we know Mrs. Carfax can get around. She can at least get around and she can do it kind of swiftly and silently because she kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, she came out of nowhere to watch the, the kitchen crime scene walk through and then she was gone. So... Mm-hmm. Right. And getting Eva and Phoenix 
caught up in a murder scandal would mean the immediate the immediate end of the snowdrop house right which would be beneficial for them Mm -hmm. i also wrote down that uh during the whole tea you know during the whole murder the whole the whole time we were at tea uh with latita mrs carfax did not get up i have that in my notes too it would be an alibi i mean if they were working together certainly an alibi it sort of feels like Abraham might be doing the the grunt work, you know, the muscle, mm-hmm. deferring to her, potentially. Mrs. Carfax is the mastermind. Are we allowed to accuse two people? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you better believe it. Okay, and you know, like, I, I do feel like Eva definitely overreacted, but that being said... In the morning, like before I have my coffee and my scone, if someone came into my house and started rearranging all my records, I might, I might also try to attack them. So like, it, it was know. a bit much, but like, I, I, I can kind of understand. She would also be a very good scapegoat for murder if she is prone to more bursts of emotional energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. A very uh, reasonable scapegoat there. Hear me out. The tunnels near mm-hmm. the bluffs. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of tunnels that we didn't go down. Mm-hmm. What if there was a secret entrance somewhere in the house that was built in to go back and forth? I think that I think that makes sense. And that way, there could be a lot of sneaking back and forth. That's one of the ways potentially that. Uh, Abraham could have gotten in. Miss Carfax could have been the lookout as well as the mastermind for Abraham to do the heavy lifting, of course. Miss Carfax could have, you know, distracted Phoenix and Evo when she first came in um, with tales of, oh, you know, I was here once when I was a girl. I love what you've done with the place. Like, you've really fixed it up. Because having a story like that to be able to tell to their future patrons of, like, someone from before coming in and saying positive things it would have been helpful for them. So yeah, I feel like she's a lot, she's a lot smarter than, than we know. We haven't really spoken to her. Yeah, not really. So we are making so old and we're so young. We're so young. Mm -hmm. So I mean, we don't even have anything in common with her. Mm -hmm. Like it's a total generation gap. So like, yeah, generations. Have you gotten to, all the clue. Well, I don't see how the ornate chest holding white surpluses fits in. That's the culty shit. You know, the general vague culty shit. Yeah, general hashtag general vague culty shit. Okay. Also, 12 divisible by two. <laughs> they disappear in twos. 12 is divisible by two. That's so are funny. a lot of numbers. So it doesn't really mean anything, but. Have we seen where Latita has been? Is she still in the ambulance? Have we seen her? Brett has said that she is in the ambulance now. And uh, you heard Abraham walk up to it and say something about a body in there. You should go back and check on that. Yeah, go back and check. Definitely locate Mrs. Carfax. Make sure Abe hasn't left, hasn't fled the scene completely. So before you leave the barn... How do uh, Latita's false identity papers fit into it? I do think that she was investigating the disappearances. And I Mm -hmm. think that this was 
a proof of her being, uh, you know, undercover, um, not necessarily leaving that life behind. She would need such things in order to get around. We don't know where Miss Carfax has been. Maybe she has followed Miss Carfax for a while. Um, we'll have to ask and see because we don't know if Miss Carfax has stayed in town or if she's been elsewhere. I also felt like they were just further proof, as you said, that she was still doing the investigative journalist thing. So that she was asking questions coupled with her passport and IDs, coupled with the fact that there is a notebook just kind of confirms that she, that she was, you know, legitimately looking into the disappearances and potentially going to write an expose. Mm -hmm. You have a good plan. You think you figured it out. Let's hold off on that roll for a second. What would you like to do with this surefire solution? Lo locate the suspects. Get everyone in the room and start accusing Sherlock Holmes style. Yeah. <laughs> do all, here's what happened. Yeah. So you exit the barn and it looks like Brett and Abraham are talking by the ambulance. It looks like Edward is sitting on the porch looking sad and depressed. And I don't think you see anyone else out here right now. But you did see many of them going back inside the house. Are they in front of the ambulance or to the side of it? Like, is the door open or shut? The doors are shut. Brett is leaning against the side of the ambulance near the driver's side door. Do we want to see how many bodies there are in there? <laughs> Considering the fact that we still can't find Percy, I feel like he might have just been moved to a different location. True, true. Maybe we... Talk to Abraham, or or we talk to Edward to see if he's seen Miss Carfax. Yeah, just like yeah. offhand, like, oh, have you seen her? Where Where did she yeah. go? Yeah, where's uh? Yeah. Hey, where's that? Where's that um frail old woman? He raises up his head a little bit and tries to smile a little optimistically when the three of you approach, but he looks he looks sad, he looks depressed. Yeah, you and I both, kid. How are you ladies holding up there, huh? Not not, not great, as you can imagine. Yeah. Do you know where uh, old the old woman, uh, Mrs. Carfax, went? Oh, and he kind of, like, furrows his brow a little bit and starts to look around. No, I, um, she was, um, she was out here a few minutes ago, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. she, I, I, I worry about her. She keeps disappearing. Oh, well, you don't think something's happened to her now? I wouldn't, oh. honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. There's so much tragedy today. Jeez. Oh, no, okay, I don't. stay strong. All right, I don't know where she is. Okay, oh. okay, we're going to keep looking. We're going to find her. You know, I kind of, okay, this is like a crazy thing, but like, I kind of want to check in the, inside the ambulance. I also kind of want to check the uh, Like, what if she's, like, just hanging out there? Mm hmm What if they're doing some dark, culty ritual? Inside the ambulance? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. What is your strategy for getting inside to take a look in the back? Hey, Brett. <laughs> I called a tow truck, and I guess they'll, they'll be here soon to move um, emotions towards... Yeah. Is Latita still in there? Yes. Uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, longer than I would have liked. I just we just have to. As soon as the the, the car is moved, then um, um, we'll I'll be on my way. Can we just say goodbye? 
see you one last time. I mean, you can you can stay. I don't. I'm not trying to. I just want to to see her. The closure. I'm I'm sorry. I can't. I really shouldn't. I really shouldn't. But luckily, at that moment, Fern and Laura walk back outside. If you want to explain your theory to Fern, this might be a good time to do so. I think Miss Carfax is long gone, to be honest. I think she's skedaddled the fuck out of here, and she's leaving Abraham to pick up the pieces. I think we should just go for it. Yeah. What if she's in Abraham's car, and he's she's trying to make a break for it with him? She's just hiding under the seat. Well, we'll find that out after we theorize. That's very true. After we roll for it. Fern comes back downstairs and hikes up her gun belt a little bit. Yeah? What, what is it? What, what have you found? There has been a murder, and then there has been two murders. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm, I'm all ears. Oh, then I'll go move my car, I guess. But... Okay, so as I was saying, two murders, mm, two of yeah. them. Okay. <laughs> Let me allow me to set the scene. <sighs> this place has history. This place has secrets. The disappearances from decades ago. Everyone disappearing at the bluffs in twos. That's some creepy shit going on. Also, secret tunnels, underground pirate treasure. <laughs> pirate treasure don't worry about it um see but yeah secret tunnels people get lost people die Ooh, people and uh, secret meetings culty shit surpluses <laughs> i pull out some coins and i like show them to her yep underground underground secret tunnel pirate treasure um also the second murder we should go back to the second okay murder. right second um, murder Person. Brett, I am so sorry. Brett, the love of your life and the realest bitch on earth is no longer among us. What do you mean, not with us? Have you seen him around? Who? Percy? <sighs> Dang, I was hoping that would... <laughs> when I just described the love of your life, I was really hoping. Okay. Per yeah, Percy. Oh, does, does Percy work here? I, I don't know. Didn't you, like, see him? I don't know. No, whatever. I don't know. Okay, no, like, drop the act, though, because we're pretty sure he's dead. Wait, what? What do you mean he's... What? His eyes go open. Sorry. Yeah, it, it fucking sucks to hear about someone that you know, like, suddenly drop dead. It's awful. Actually, that's... I, I really shouldn't have said it like that because I should know better. I'm learning a that's lot right. about That's all right. You're grieving. It's a process. I am, but also, I've just, like, sent him straight into grieving it, as well. So it's like, mm, It's, it's not good. It's no, not good. No. Um, I think I might need to see a therapist after this. I, I think you always have needed to see a therapist. And I, just, I mean, I think it's today, really, that's the, the stuff. You know what? Anyways. Whatever gets you there. Whatever gets you there. Um, so anyway, two murders. And Fern, um, Fern just, like, holds her finger up. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. What are you talking about? What do you mean two murders? Okay, when we 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 came back, we were or we were uh, investigating the tunnels, etc. All that secret culty shit that definitely was going on years ago. We saw Percy not alive and strung up like a scarecrow. Brett sort of covers his face. 
his his uh, his mouth and his nose. His eyes are really big, and Fern just looks confused, like she doesn't. What do you, I I don't understand what you mean. Where it, where is he? We don't know. We don't know where he is. We found we him. We, we found a ripped, bloody piece piece of his uniform. And we walked down to the bluffs, and when we came back, somebody had taken him. And Laura says, I talked with Percy earlier today in the orchard. We had a conversation. He was definitely alive the last time I saw him. He was. He said he had to go back to the bed and breakfast. Okay, then somewhere between then and us finding him, some murder shit happened. Fern says, okay. Do you know who did it? That's where I'm going with this. Who has motive to, first of all, try to silence the woman who is digging into all these secrets, investigating disappearances, getting so close to all that culty stuff going on, all the secret tunnels. She was on the case. She was on a, she was, she was picking up evidence and finding stuff and on she was on the scent is what she was and uh they had to silence her and uh so who has uh who has motive to silence her someone who's been on this land for for a while or maybe who was recently kicked off of some of this land someone with a connection someone who was possibly definitely Involved in some of that culty shit, you know? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. People who were on this land before the Snowdrop Inn was erected or was established, who who were farming oh, this land. Okay, it's it's we think it's Abraham and Miss Carfax. Let's yeah, just there we are. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a bunch of horse shit, lady. You think I killed somebody? That's ridiculous. Maybe. Oh, oh, is it? Is it ridiculous? Let's let's find out how you think what you think about that. What do you say to that when we roll for it? How about you roll some theorize? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm so afraid roll. right now. Ha- we believe in you. Haven't failed a theorize roll yet. Time's oh, great. Come yeah, just, oh, just, yeah, just, just stick that it. bit of information out there to taunt the universe. We're already having a bad day, Jonah. <laughs> Good God. Pray for me. Okay, that's a seven. Abraham Stockton throws his hands up in the air and says, This is a, this is a horse shit. I don't, have to, I don't have to stay here and listen to you women. Okay. He marches right back to his truck and he says, I don't have to stay here. I'm just leaving. I'm leaving. What's in your truck? But you're not, though. I'm leaving. You're not, though. But you can't. You literally can't. There's a car in front of you. Shuts the the door, puts the seatbelt on. Are we going to stop him? Hello? Jumps onto the front of his (laughs) truck. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Is the passenger door unlocked? Yeah, I'll climb up in the back. I'm aware of my own mortality and I'm taking action. All right. Uh, I think each of you should roll um, (laughs) the day move and tell me what is the worst thing that can happen to you. Georgie, you're trying to climb in the passenger seat? 
Yeah, I'm trying to open the door and get into the passenger seat. It is faced down the driveway. Okay, so would we pulling forward? It, it's Back. hard to tell at this point. Who knows okay. what this guy is about to do? Uh, then sh- I think that getting knocked. I don't. I think getting knocked down and getting hurt by either the door whacking her or just the fall. Okay. And then I'm rolling at disadvantage also, right? Yes. Three. <laughs> yeah, you think that you're going to take a, a good hit from this door. Do you want to keep going? Nope. <laughs> Georgie backs off. Birdie, what is your plan? I'm jumping in the back. <laughs> Roll the day move. Alrighty. Uh, what is the worst thing that can happen? I potentially get run over by this car. Sounds right. <laughs> Yeehaw. Okay, that's a seven plus two. That's a nine. You feel like you can safely get into the back of this truck. Depending on how he drives, you might get thrown around in the back of the truck. Now, if he drives slowly, that's not a problem. But if he does something crazy and you get the sense that he might be trying to escape, then you may not be able to stabilize yourself in the back of the truck. You know... Third time's the charm. I think she's going to back off. I think this is the one. She's like, you know what? I've made some decisions today. Some of them have worked. Some of them have not. I think I need to be a little bit more cautious with myself because obviously at any moment, somebody could kill me. This is what Renette is doing. I'm aware (laughs) of my own mortality and I'm taking action. All right. Tell me what is the worst thing that can happen to you. I get run over by a car. I think Jonah? that's that might be it. Yeah. I'm rolling with disadvantage. Yes, you are. Plus zero. So in a total, that's a four. You have a good vision in your mind of falling off of this truck and getting run over. Do you still want to jump on the hood? Um, I would like to um to put on a crown. <laughs> So if you put on the crown of the queen, it goes up to a a seven to nine. Yeah. It was quite an impulse to jump directly in front of this car that was about to start moving. I think about how I was an imperfect mother. I never had children of my own, but... Oh, my fifth spouse, Wally. He had three beautiful children from his late wife. I mean, I I tried to step in, help them out. You know, it's hard when you when you're a kid and your your mom is gone, and and then some new lady steps in. I could have tried harder. You see, there was this one time. Uh, I was walking little Amanda toward the bus. She was refusing to hold my hand, crossing her arms in a huff, just angry at the situation. I could have been more attentive when she just decided to try to cross the street, trying to get away from me because she didn't want to be near me and I should have 
respected that and let her do that in a way that was a little bit safer because I guess she wasn't looking both ways. I should have had a better eye on her. She broke her leg that day and I did, I really didn't know what to do. I should have kept a better eye on her. I was upset with her for being upset with me, even though I really shouldn't have been. I should have just accepted. That's how she's dealing with the situation. I should have given her love regardless. I did love her, I do love her. I should have just accepted her feelings as they were and just continued to give her space while showering her with all the love and affection she deserves. Abraham starts to drive slowly and he waves at you and says, get off the hood. Lady, just get off. He turns the windshield wipers on. Just get off the hood. I'm going to, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to uh, confess, <laughs> confess, Abe. I got nothing to say. I got nothing to confess. Just get yeah, off. That sounds like this. That sounds like something someone who needs to confess would say. He honks the horn. Get off the hood. No. Uh, Ronette, you can see Fern running up to the side of the driver door. She pulls out her gun. She's kind of of drag uh, jogging as the truck is slowly moving off of the driveway and across the grass. Looks like he is going to aim for the fence. And Fern is like tapping on his window with her gun. Stop. Get out of the car. Get out of the car. And he says, buzz off, lady. And he looks back to you, Renette. I'm going to go. I'm going to hit this pedal. You better get off. I don't want to run you over. That's manslaughter. I'm got. I'm going to. I'm Fair warning. Fair warning. That's manslaughter. Well, I'm giving you fair warning. That's manslaughter. See, he's fine with it because it's already happened to him before. Mm-hmm. Bertie and Georgie, uh, this truck is not going very fast. <laughs> Are you doing anything here? I'll get my car and I'll I'll get it ready. If anything, I will make it one more barrier if I can. Like just slowly inch my way in front of the <laughs> Yeah, I think you can do that. What is your what is your Maven move? I, I have Michael Knight. That's my trusty uh, mode of transportation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it is my cozy place. So I definitely know how to work this baby. Georgie, are you getting in Ringo or what is your plan here? I'm getting in Ringo with uh, Birdie. <laughs> All right. It's just like my protest days, except I'm in a car and not on a tree. I also was told that this was ride or die. So <laughs> we are, you know, we are riding. I, I really, honestly, I feel really fuzzy still from like whatever was in that tea or wherever we got it from. So like, <laughs> this is probably fine. It's fine. Totally fine. So because you have Michael Knight and you have a mastery of Ringo beyond what most people have mastery of when it comes to motorized vehicles, you can kind of do whatever you want with your car at this point. As Abraham is driving very slowly, going on 10 miles an hour across the lawn, headed right for the fence. Fern is jogging along. She's threatening to shoot through the window. No, no, Renette, you're doing really well. You're hanging on as long as you want for now. I think I make a nice, tidy parallel park um, right in front of the fence. Uh, Renette, you see this. You see Bertie 
blocking Abraham's truck. Abraham doesn't seem to be changing course, though. Looks like he's aiming right for Ringo at eight miles an hour. Ah! <laughs> Help! Just give it up. We already know. Yeah, yeah. Ab- Abraham, murderer, manslaughterer, woman slaughterer. Bertie, did you park so that Abraham is going to hit the driver's side or the passenger side? Driver's side. I'm not going to put. I'm not going to put my friend in danger. And also, Bertie's been a little more roughed up before, so she's. She'll be okay. You all, anybody who's paying attention to Fern's face, it's a little hard because she's, you know, kind of short and it's hard to sort of like see her clearly at your angles. But Renette, you can definitely see that Fern realizes that this truck is going to run into Ringo. And she looks to you and she points the gun at Abraham and she looks back to you and she drops her gun and runs to help you get off the front of the car before Abraham slowly, slowly comes to a stop hitting the side of Ringo. Okay. But not even like bad hit because he's going like eight miles per hour, right? I mean, the Ringo kind of went boom. Fern, just like a heads up for next time, you could like shoot some tires. Mm. Like this is this is when it's appropriate to like. I'm going to shoot him now. I'm going to shoot him now. I really don't. And she runs back for her gun. No, okay. I said next time. I no, next time. now he's not going to get away. Okay, how about you like actually apprehend him first? Her yeah. gun goes off. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then again. Mm-hmm. And then probably three more times. Okay. And, as you, and you, that's the first tire. As far as you can tell, she missed the truck each time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Abraham opens the door and puts his hands up and says, all right, all right. I'm done. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. And she shoots again. Okay. Oh, okay. Fern, Fern. This is the truck. Good. No, Fern, you're good. Fern, that's six. That's six, Fern. That's all you got. I'm praying, hoping. <laughs> and her eyes go up. Ah! Oh, and she, like, starts to dig through her belt for more bullets. Oh, no, apprehend the criminal apprehend first. Apprehend the... Just put the handcuffs on him and then get him to your car. <laughs> no more shooting. No more shooting. We're mm-hmm. done shooting. We're done. We're done. Put that away. <laughs> Sometime later. <laughs> the tow truck has come and has dislodged Fern's Bronco. Brett has left. An Uber has arrived to pick up Edward. Yeah, nobody seems to know where Mrs. Carfax went. Probably um, down in those... Uh... Check the bluffs. I don't know if I it's want in those to. Tunnels. <laughs> I I don't want to go down those tunnels if she's down there. Like, yeah, she's a she's a creepy ghost woman. The oddest thing, perhaps, is that it did take quite some time for anyone else, any other emergency vehicles, to arrive. But eventually, a second police car does come and drives up the driveway, comes to a stop. The man inside. Gets out. Wait, we have two police on this island? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> and Fern sort of leans in and says, Yeah, he's new. I guess there were complaints about me, I guess. So they hired Were they were those complaints coming from you? No. Uh, oh, okay. Separate complaints. Yeah. 
Yeah. And Renette, your heart sinks a little bit when you recognize the man getting out of the police car. Oh, Pippi, no. And he flips the brim of his hat and smiles real big and says, Ron, Ron, what are you doing? You like it? You like it? It's a surprise. Gotta gotta live here if I'm gonna protect my sister, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. Well, I did just get hit by a car, kind of. So you didn't do a great job, kid. Yeah, how's how's your hip, huh? Yeah, yeah, hey, your hip all right? I know when women get to be your age, they can hurt their hips. How's your hip? I just stare at daggers at him. That's fine. And you I know, gotta... that comment hurts me too. <laughs> Bert, Bertie like mutters over at Georgie, what's his name again? Uh, <laughs> annoying. Never call him by his name. You have to, it has to be a stupid nickname. That's if you want to keep being my friends, never call him by his given name. Okay, but like what is his given name though? So we because, know to avoid it. Yeah. I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fair. We can't say it in front of him. Yeah, no, you. he'll hear. He's a little shit, is what he is. <laughs> and he turns towards the snowdrop and breakfast, and you can hear him say, well, time to solve some crimes. We Too late. Oh, we already God. did that. I got it. I got it. No, no. Now I got it. Y'all mm. just go home. You just go home. No. Okay. Um. All right. It's crime solving time. <laughs> <laughs> Like we can send you a text of of kind of like a summary, yeah, with emojis. And Fern says, "I I always like it when you send me those. It always brightens my day." Oh my God, really? Renette sheds a tear, <laughs> <laughs> and so do precious. I. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, complete change of change of plans. Fern is perfect and has yeah. to be protected. <laughs> yes, agree, agree. Um, so we I have guess to we're send off fun messages now. all yes. the time. Now we're adopting <laughs> Fern. Yeah, even if she has an eventual possibly sooner rather than later career change (laughs) come on fernie we need a fourth let's go Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is the end of this episode (laughs) jesus this was a clusterfuck um oh my goodness i'm so sorry i have no brain this is cool i'm renette was high apparently i guess i am that gentle breeze, those perfectly situated clouds. It's a really nice day. What the fuck? What does it mean? What is Where's mean? Percy? This is what, this is what, oh, you also didn't find Percy. No sign of Percy, no sign of Mrs. Carfax. Hmm. I did really like this one. I it, it definitely felt different, but I did like it. Um, and maybe this is also like us going through farther, deeper into the mysteries, but there was more unexplained. So I, I feel like on on my end, like, oh, we've we've missed things, but also there are things that we didn't quite like we didn't I don't know. There's Not so that we missed much. them, but like there is so much. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed big. It seemed like there were a lot of things to look into. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But like it not d- enough time. <laughs> Cause we would seriously turn out like we'd 
turned over every every single possible you know what I mean like we just mm-hmm. wouldn't make it last we could have made the scenario last a year <laughs> yeah. yeah we could have kept investigating to get more yeah keys. Yeah. And I, yeah and I think I, yeah. sometimes it, I mean what was remains true for me is up until a certain moment I forget that we make the clues fit we make mm-hmm. the clues fit how we want them to and so I think and this isn't a diff like this is how we I feel like we've approached every single one. So it was no different for this one. But um, I think that's why we investigate so many things and go to so many locations. Cause we're like, sure. it doesn't make any sense yet. It's not connected, but like, that's cause we get to do that yeah. part. That's on us. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I get what you mean. I think I forget it every single time. Yeah, every mm-hmm. time. I'm like, there's a right answer. Yeah. I'm like, oof, how's Jonah going to put this together? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, wait, that's our job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean there like i did pick this one because it felt like it sort of fit a, a number of the written ones don't feel like they would necessarily fit in to what we've built already but this one was very much like oh there are caves oh there's weird people there's like a history i don't know it felt like i mean i didn't randomize uh, like the clues and things but i did look at this list which i and i just stuck to the list you know it's like I'm not going to make up something that feels like it fits in. I'm going to come up with weird things. I'm going to just use what's here and hope that it works out later. Like the void clue. Um, you mean the good boy? I wasn't planning on that. Cause you I mean like the weird fucking dog thing. The good boy. I have sort of like the only thing that I've like really built is like my plan for the void clues, but nothing on the optional list <laughs> seemed to like fit in with my plan. So I'm like, all right. There's Saying it weird... was an unexpected good boy. Yeah. He's a good mm-hmm. boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a neutral Is boy. Is he too big to jump through a hula hoop? <laughs> oh. Um... Could he wear the hula hoop as a collar or like a halo? Because he's a good boy. <laughs> good boy. Yeah. I think. Is he just know... our canine companion now? Yes. Well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're adopting him as, yeah. as an official clue. I'll now have to figure out how to make him integrate a little bit. He could fit through the hula hoop, but would be like pushing against it as he went through. It's pretty good. No, this is important. Yeah, it really. I mean, it's very important to my life to have these answers mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. for science. Yeah. For science. 